Chances are, if you like this, you like other podcasts made by Lush. So you should probably check out Tiny Revolutions, a podcast where Tiff Stevenson chats with other comedians about whether comedy can be a force for social change. Subscribe now. Hello, I'm John Robb. I've been a music journalist for many decades. A lot of my work was done for the legendary music paper, Sounds. I've got an incredible archive of old interviews. Episode one is an interview with Nirvana, which I conducted in the summer of 1989 in a hot, claustrophobic flat in New York City the night after the band. I played to ten people at Maxwell's Hoboken. The interviews, uh, you catch a very early Kurt Cobain talk about the creative process, the intensity needed to reach the peak of his uh, Nirvana songs, and also a hint, maybe, in the interview of a song he'd just written, which we think could be Smells Like Teen Spirit. Writing songs for years. Well, we were, well, I've been writing songs for at least six years in this genre of style of music. Um, I don't know how long have we been at it, Chris. Like no. we've been revolving in and out of bands that never really did anything or even kept a name for more than a month. Yeah, I mean, would that be what happened here? Unless Sub Pop picks you up, you know? I don't right? know. We were. Then we really got serious when, you know, we got, what, that's what you're saying, that we would have just broke up. Yeah, just drifting into all the bands and things. Oh, oh no. So. No, we would have kept trying. Oh, so this is like the serious lineup this time then, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. For the last couple of years, it has been serious. Yeah. Um, we probably would have re- Resorted to putting out our own record of Sub Pop or Yeah. And did you want to get on Sub Pop? I had never even like heard of Sub Pop yeah. when we were dealing with them at first. So, so, they, so you just like existing like in some backwater sound, just drifting through bands. Mm-hmm. Right. Listen to the Melbourne's back. Yeah, they sort of big bands in your sound then. They're the only band. They're the only band. band. The only alternative band within 100 miles, 60 miles or so. How far away is Olympia anyhow? Like 80 miles? Uh, 40, 50 miles. So it's Olympia, the nearest town. Yeah, yeah, the alternative type of music. You're all from the same town then? The whole band? No, No, we're not. Chris and I were living in Aberdeen during the time that we started the band. Aberdeen. In Aberdeen, which is... Uh, the back of town. And, um, it's on the Pacific Ocean. Oh, it's actually on the coast, is it? Yeah. 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 Was it a fishing town as well? Logging. Logging. Yeah. Turned down trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> we don't call them lumberjacks. They're called loggers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't call them loggers. There's no trees left in England to chop down. Yeah, so. they want to cut down the <laughs> yeah. last of the trees. Yeah. And the environmentalists and the industrialists are going at it. You know? <laughs> this Washington is supposed to be the evergreen state. And it's not. It's a clear-cut state. All these naked hills. And stuff. Yeah. It's all for the mining dollar. So you'd have either played, played in groups or cut trees down the... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they smash the cars. It's a beautiful tree. It's destroyed. It's <laughs> guitar. So you might as well do it in. So what would you have done if you were in the band? Um, keep trying in another band. Yeah, I so know. you just I can probably I can probably say I've never 
learn the fine art of logging. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> how to what do it. I've been an industrial painter in factories. Yeah. So you'd just be sat in the bedroom playing your guitar then otherwise? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I did. Sat in my bedroom. And what does everyone else do? That sound just chops trees down. Chops trees down, drink. Have sex. <laughs> Talk about having sex and drinking. Do people ever go anywhere else in that town or just stay there all the time? They stay there. Yeah. They wither away. Eventually. What's people think of you actually going to New York and playing? Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. People think that's a bit of a weird thing to do, or are people impressed or jealous or... Oh, right, yeah. Anything out of the normal. Yeah, so do people stop in the street and say, you know, what's New York like? <laughs> they say, get a haircut, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Is that what people say? I thought, yeah, I don't know how long they have. I thought, oh, they got... No, they have long back. They have yeah. long in the back, by level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you look respectful from the front and things, yeah. Yeah. Crops short on top and rebelliously long in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so is this your first national tour this then? Yes, it is. What, what, what do you think of touring then? Is it a good escape? I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I do. I'm seeing America for free while I'm working, what, two nights? Yeah. Every two hours a night. Don't think you just see a lot of people's uh, bedroom floors across America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm surprised that I'm not homesick yet. Yeah. How could you get homesick in such an awful sounding town? You know. We well, actually, actually, oh yeah, we moved big, away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, where do you live now in Seattle? I live in the town that was close, the next closest town from, from Aberdeen, Olympia. Is Olympia. Oh yeah. right, that's where that that K record is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Calvin's a good friend of mine. Oh, right, yeah. Is that a good town? That then? Is that look at yeah, that's a great town. Yeah. Is that it's like the college type feeling. town yeah. of Washington? Yeah. Yeah. State College. A lot of hippies yeah. there. Oh, right. Yeah. Liberals. Liberals. Yeah. Liberals. Is it more of a liberal town than Seattle is? Um, or is it, Seattle sounds quite a liberal sort of place from the outside. What? Seattle sounds like quite a good sort of place. It is. What people say, yeah. It is. So it's Olympia just a smaller Olympia's version. Olympia's just a smaller version, yeah. Yeah. And how far is that from Seattle? Oh, seven miles? Yeah. About yeah. seven. So what do you write your songs about? It's hard to say. Anger. Negativity. What, what sort of things do you get angry about? Just from where you're from and like the way people Basically, are. Basically, yeah. Right. A typical punk rock attitude. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you angry because you've escaped something you should be like celebrating getting out of it or is it just frustrating to watch what everyone else does? Um, I didn't quite understand that. Is it frustrating to watch what all your mates have been back at home or I mean, where do you get the anger from now? Because you're out of it, aren't you really? Yeah. I imagine I am becoming happier because yeah. I am escaping. Yeah. I find myself sometimes making things hard for myself so I can still have a little bit of anger. Notice <laughs> that. Like what sort of things you do? Do you purposely fuck things up or? <laughs> I don't know. A few subconscious things, I suppose. Just a few. Yeah. What, like what? Conflicts with people, maybe. What if you try and get people's backs up to play? <laughs> <laughs> 
you're writing road songs now, then. <laughs> right. Another night in another camp. <laughs> another bottle of beer. <laughs> have you written much stuff since you left Aberdeen and started like touring? Um, I've written most of these, most of the material on this record out of Aberdeen. Yeah. So these like songs from different eras then really aren't they? They're, they're from like our, a second era. Yeah. It was like the demo tape era with a bunch of songs. And those were written in Aberdeen. And all, the, all the material on this record was written in Olympia. Yeah. So what was the first period of songs about then? Oh. Is that so a more, even more anger? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you were there yourself, stuck in it. Right. Yeah. Yep. And the second year is just like writing from memory then, is it? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> And they're, and they're getting, the songs are getting poppier and poppier as I get happier and yeah, happier. Yeah, <laughs> And what are they about, the uh, popular ones then? They're about... <laughs> yeah. Probably conflicts and relationships. Yeah. I don't know. Emotions and feelings. Yeah. Emotions with human beings. So you said once this? <laughs> just write about emotions and feelings. I mean, when I write a song, the lyrics are the least most important thing, so I don't dwell on them at all. I can yeah. actually have two or three different subjects within a song, and then the title will mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> to to the rest of the music. Just so like the whole band knows which song is going to be on the set list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, okay, right. Chad, who are we gonna name this song? Chad. Gotta go. Right about a girl. Okay. <laughs> so the song is about a girl. I already yeah. have most of the lyrics down, and. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the LP down the states. I mean, what? Your album's out here, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's that's been not out in Britain for a few it's weeks. Yeah. yeah it's, it's only been out for a couple of weeks. Is it doing quite well at all? Or? From what I hear. Yeah. Here it's, it's, yeah. In the Village Voice, it was number 19 of the top 20 sales. That's impressive. Wow. Stuff, yeah. Does that give you a good feeling? So the yeah. In New York. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're, this is what the bands we started in Kurt's yeah. crappy house with junk equipment. Yeah. We started getting better, and you know you see we punk rock success story. We're with, like, we witness <laughs> what's you know we're yeah success like you know you see it so it's encouraging instead of just like sitting in the same you know not going anywhere. Yeah. It's really discouraging. It's really nice. Why do you think people picked up on you then? Do you think it's because the sub pop connection or partly? They also realize that we're probably good. Yeah. yeah so they... I don't know, I like the songs. <laughs> yeah. I listen to my record once in a while. Play pretty well, it was pretty impressive. People last night. It's yeah. pretty tight and powerful sounding. Oh. And we. Um, this isn't in sequence, the, the history that we're telling you about. Um, we were originally a three-piece for almost a year, and then we got Jason in about four months ago. Six months, seven months. Whenever February was, because it was funny because when we decided it, we figured, well, okay, we'll, we'll get Jason in, and it's like we never practiced together that I recall once yeah. with Jason. Right, and we, we went down to San Francisco to do a show at, at this place called the Covered Wagon. 
And yeah. that was our first practice sort of with them, the first show. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just gelled. It was good. Yeah. Adds a lot of force, actually, guitar player. Yeah, yeah. Well, love the band. Does that mean you can like take your hand off the guitar and sing a bit as well? Right, exactly. Yeah. I can screw up now and, and <laughs> <laughs> you got something to cover. Yeah. So I can concentrate on my vocals more, and it helps a lot. Yeah. The vocals are good. It's like it's a, it's a sort of well pound vocals. Did you get? Well, I can hear them on stage. It's all right. Yeah. Most of the time I can't hear because we play so loud. Our stage volume is so loud that you can usually never get the monitors oh, out. Monitors out, yeah. Right. Well, like, because you've got a screen quite a lot, we've got more chances of like dinosaur just sort of like mutters on the Yeah, screen, that's you know? true. You that's can't true. ever hear yourself, uh -huh. can you? <laughs> Do you feel like good after you played then? I mean, before you played, you've got these quite angry songs. Do you feel quite uptight? And afterwards, it's. It will come out and feels, oh, like yeah. it feels better. Sort of it's a nice relief. It needs to be done at least twice a week. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I've got to get to a hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some, some kind of, like it's weird. It's hard to explain. Sometimes all oh, the adrenaline just get a bit too much and you smash all the gears pieces. Is that quite a common thing at the gigs? Yeah, um, it's becoming more and more, <laughs> common, more common. Yeah, it's just too great of a feeling. Do you just play your guitar on and feel like smashing the piece and you get on the stage? Or do you think, fuck, I've got to play a few songs first? No. Oh no, <laughs> I'd like to be able to do that. Or I don't know, it depends on where the energy level is in every song. Usually the climax is the best time. Yeah. So when you get to the end of the set, you think it's just such a relief and a good feeling. It's like breaking gears or right. celebration or something. Instead of like, not because sure. you're dead angry, just because it feels fucking nice to break a load of things. It's all the people are screaming and it's you're just going to <laughs> You're running you up and down and your guitar falls down and you pick it up and toss it up. Like, I don't know if you're in a shower. Of that, you just pedals and jumps across the drum kit. Like. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Chat Usually we all jump fun. into the drum set. Yeah. The other night, I jumped into the drum set and Chris was taking beer bottles and throwing them at us and they're busting all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You broke it on your gear then, is it still usable? Um, well, tough. guitars are. <laughs> the Ibanez Black Eagle bass is the toughest bass. I've thrown it like You're not cracking machines on it at all then? I've cracked a couple. Yeah. The shallers are pretty tough. Yeah. He's taken that bass and thrown it at his amp from this far away, just <laughs> lots of times. Yeah. Into the 15 feet in the air at least. It looks like the guitar's getting all the hammering though. Yeah. So, get the neck like waxed on the ground things. I thought that would definitely go, but. It's dead hard to bust the guitar though, isn't it, I suppose? Unless you just don't get a Rickenbacker, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. For my personal taste, I really like Uniboxes, and those are what I play all the time, and they're hard yeah. to find because they're Mosrite copies, and they were made in the late 60s and early 70s, and you just have to find them by chance in pawn shops, and I'm stupidly yeah. breaking them <laughs> yeah. every time I get one. And luckily, Matt brought me another one from Seattle my girlfriend bought for me and I made sure that I had this one in my hands, this new one in my hands before I broke this one, so it's kind of... It's white too, that's yeah. neat. So we're kind of sensible about it, you know. So if you smash the gear, you just get onto your old equipment. <laughs> get the roadie to run on and change the guitar. <laughs>
think I'll end up like, who knows, smash it, because everyone's waiting for you to smash it. <laughs> Weird, because a lot of, you know, there's nights where, you know, I'll just good night and walk off stage, because yeah. you can, yeah. you know. It's oh like, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not definitely not shit. a contrived thing, you know, yeah. we're not going to smash our equipment every time, it's just whenever we're Yeah, it's really unpredictable. So. Whenever yeah. we're trying to impress somebody. <laughs> if you're, you know, yeah. if someone's really into really seeing that visual effect of just things getting destroyed. You just have to catch us on a lucky night, I guess. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we can't go smash it all the time. Mm-hmm. We do smash all the time because I'd be glad we're playing good shows. Yeah. I'm glad we spent that money in the back of our track record. So. We'll, get, we'll yeah. get Bruce Pavin. He'll, he'll buy us. <laughs> So you're, written, you're going to write some more new stuff after this album that means the style going to change much or is it still quite a rush of excitement sort of music? Mm, right now we're just a void. It's leaning towards more songs like about a girl, but it's hard to say. I don't yeah. know what we're going to do. Depends on more We definitely won't do free jazz. <laughs> Depends on more happy you get. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on a song now. It's kind of a... I think we're getting a good mixture now from the heaviness and not like both of the extremes combined instead of just a really heavy, relentless, monster, scary song and a light pop song. We're just combining combining, them. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much what Mudhoney does, I think. Yeah. We we know like what what we do. Like there's a just kind of style, like yeah, there's a writing style, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Recognize identity. Yeah. It's very American sort of style, isn't it? American it's becoming American style. style. It's love American style. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that TV show? No. We saw Am- Amby Davis, the play, who is the housekeeper for um, Brady, Alice. Brady Bunch. Alice, right. And she was smoking pot on an episode the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was wild. <laughs> They start to make TV pros up. Well, that was the same one Sonny and Cher were on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock Against Drugs. Just say no. <laughs> Whatever yanks your crank, you know. I don't know, I'm not really familiar with a lot of other bands from different countries. Yeah. I haven't heard very much. It's just like this sort of, a vague sort of American style at the moment. You can do something outside your sort of notes. Sort of like, mm-hmm. like pop songs play like the heavy store guitars by people long and chair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's quite a lot of bands to do it. I mean, some do it better than others, I suppose, don't they? Yeah. We're definitely not jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, no, no. You know, hair is weird. I I was reading in some magazine, it says, this long-haired band, and like Soundgarden, most of them have long hair. It's like... Yeah. That's weird. It doesn't... Maybe we'll just have to make sure... I put this record on. Maybe we'll have to make sure (laughs) for image, like... You be the token punk rocker and you'll get it short. <laughs> you'll have it really long. I'll have mine the mud honey cut off halfway. Yeah. One will get a mohawk. It's just. It's just like, it does seem like a lot of rank bands quite similar, but it's just like coincidence, I suppose, you know? Yeah. So, are you over in Europe in the autumn then? Touring. What? You're you touring Europe in the autumn. Yeah. Yeah. With Tad. The double bill of death. (laughs) (laughs) It's got very different bands to be touring. Are they they older than you, a lot older than you, Tad? Not too much older. They look older. 
bigger. They're bigger. <laughs> I'm not. We're skinnier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're about twice the height of a steel gun. Yeah, I, I take up the slack. <laughs> we need liposuction transfusions. <laughs> so you been to Europe before at all? No. I've never been to Europe. Jason's been to Europe. He's traveled around Europe. But not play or anything. Yeah. Kind of touristy. Because you're probably quite hip in Britain anyway by the time it's the autumn of the floor. I hope so. What do you think of the sub pop label? I can't think of a better label to be on. Yeah, it sort of suits what you're doing down to the ground, really, doesn't it? What? Sort of suits what you're doing. Exactly. Well right. It's really weird when people start off a label like that in a town, do a few bands, and suddenly there's loads of bands around that would that seem to fit exactly on that label. It's like, right. why didn't anybody think of doing that before, type thing, you know? Yeah, right. Um, thinking the back of a local classified, there's lists of people looking for musicians, saying, you know, Mud Honey, Nirvana, Skinyard influence. Yeah, there's a lot of those now. Well, so right, a lot right, of bands, more yeah, a lot more bands will be coming out. But they're just people just want to. Haven't really got their own style of just trying to get out, I suppose, isn't it? That could be true. Yeah, but there's a lot of bands playing that sort of stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, I don't really need much more, really. Love your brother. Brother. <laughs> Love your brother. And your sister. Don't really need anything else. No, oh, I can't think of anything. Yeah, that'll do, yeah. Well, Otherwise, it'll be like 45 minutes. This is just a light up You have been listening to the John Robb tapes of me, John Robb. Brought to you by Lush and Louder Than War, this podcast was produced and engineered by Andrew Payne. If you enjoy this, please retweet it and tell your mates. Thanks for listening. Chances are, if you like this, you like other podcasts made by Lush. So you should probably check out the Lush podcast. It's a podcast by Lush about all things that Lush like to talk about. Need I say more? Subscribe now.